Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. My name is Micah Macaw. My, oh, my name is Jordan Macaw. Yeah, hence Just the name. Jordan today. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. <laughs> and uh, we are married, and we love to watch movies. We do. We do love watching movies. Um, sometimes we do like watching bad movies. We love watching good movies. Uh-huh. Um, Where are you going with this? I wonder. Just today we're talking about a movie that I did not love watching. Yes. I'm just going to get out ahead of it. Well, I'm just going to, I want to set the table for this movie. Uh, The birth of a hero, the rise of a legend, the beginning of a war. Okay. And the other tagline, every war has a beginning. Yep. So this is this is the Underworld series. So this is a podcast in case somehow you're new and you decided to drop in on Rise of the Lycans. Absolutely no one. Uh, because you probably typed in, you must really love werewolves because you went on to Apple Podcasts and you wrote Lycans and there, this was the only thing that popped up. Um, or you looked up Underworld and we're the only podcast that's ever covered it. <laughs> uh, so we cover film franchises. We go through every single entry in them, and we go week we by week. We exist even to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. And we have a huge back catalog, and we've proven that concept many times. Yeah. So I was at a band practice, and I a friend was, we were all talking about movies, and a friend mentioned how, like, well, typically sequels are never better than the first movie. And in my head, I'm like, dude, listen to our podcast. We've proven this right many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, we're covering this series, Underworld, which won our fan bracket, uh, which was, in in many ways, it was like January 6th. My sister stormed the Capitol, and she <laughs> she won all of the votes for this movie, um, which is okay, because I love to see the unity on that. Not on the January 6th thing, might I add. That was bad. Let's let the record be shown that I have not contributed <laughs> to this line of talking. But I I am glad that the capital was stormed of our hearts. Oh no, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't really come together. Anti January sixth. Let's just say that. Uh, so, um, it, this won the fan bracket because my sister for years has been trying to get Underworld to win the brackets. And from what I can tell, and this is not me being facetious, there seems to be little to no love for this franchise in in terms of like staying power like mm-hmm. it, it's not culturally that relevant okay, or anything so like that because my mind goes blank whenever you read box office stuff yeah did the the first two movies made money yeah this movie made money yes okay so this is a fast and furious situation a classic fast and furious situation no. not exactly no no, yeah, no. Yeah, don't okay, get me wrong okay um but that's what we said a lot when we were watching those movies is uh-huh. how do they keep making them they're so bad yeah but of course you look at the box office those movies make a crap ton of money. Uh-huh. They'll never stop making them. So, but also it's a beloved series. I, I yeah. understand. But th- this is, to me, it falls under the same camp of, I guess they'll just make another one because it made money. Yeah. So th- that's how it feels. Yeah. 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 And, and I'll just say like, I think Fast and Furious was originally like this franchise, like those first few entries where it's like moderate sized budget makes enough money and a- enough people Why talk about know? it that they can make another one. Then when Fast Five comes out, it went into like a different stratosphere where it was like must see event blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And these movies have never been that. Mm-hmm. Part of that is their R rating. Like it's very mm-hmm. rare that an R rating is must see mm-hmm. uh, on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely been must see R rated movies for sure. I mean, this year had Oppenheimer, must see. But w- what I mean by that is, you know, blockbuster, family, everybody goes. Underworld would never do that. Mm-hmm. But they are just like, hey, throw it in January. It's probably going to be the best quality movie in January, except for the leftover leftovers from Christmas season. And uh, it'll make enough money that it'll make like three times its budget. Let's make another one. It'll make three times its budget. But I even, when we first started this series, I was trying to look something up and I saw like some article, you know, probably like Screen Rant or something dumb like that, that said something to the effect of like... uh like the beloved the beloved series that no one's really a fan of or like the series that made five movies and no one cares about yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just have not experienced anyone show love for this franchise except for my sister. Yeah. And uh, so we've been watching it. We watched the first two and now we've watched the third one. 
Now, the third one is my sister's favorite. And um, I this movie is, I don't like at all. No. I don't like it at all. It's barely a movie. The it, only thing that makes it a movie is its runtime. Yeah, but it's nice and short. 92 yeah. minutes. It felt like two and a half. Legitimately, it felt like two, a two and a half hour yeah. movie to me. Um, I, I, I don't even know where to begin with this, but let me set the table. That's, that's, that's what I always like doing. What I think is a little fascinating is this comes at an era where prequels are like the thing. Do you remember this this time period? Mm-hmm. So I just want to hit... It's still a thing. They're mid- coming out with a Hunger Games prequel. Th- they are, but I, I feel like this is the period where a ton of franchises were making prequels. Harry Potter did fr- prequels. It's it's. I know, yeah. it's no, I know you're saying of the time, but it's not stopped. I, I know, uh, but it's like this is when they are really doing it. And then it feels like from here on out, people are reacting to how bad all these prequels are. And then now it's much rarer. Okay. Is what I would, that's what I think and what I witness. Okay. Um, it still happens, of course. Uh, but most of the time, it, it either happens and no one sees it because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like what happened with Harry Potter eventually. And like what will probably happen with Hunger Games this November. Um, which I we, think they're going to push it hard. We will be covering, folks. Um, but Jason Schwartzman is in it, so that's helpful. Oh, Jordan's upset. That's how much I don't want to see it. And I love that guy so freaking much. He is one of my faves. But yeah. that's how much I'm not looking forward to the movie. I Silence. I think what is fun, I think he's like the original Stanley Tucci. I know. Which I is, know. that's fun. Yeah. Okay, but but having said all that, uh, I just want to hit you with where we're at in like film history and where uh-huh. this movie lands. So in 2004, you have AVP. And that's yeah. followed by 2007 AVP Requiem. Those are both prequels to like the a- the Alien and Predator series. There, so Alien and Predators knew about each other before the first movies in either of those franchises. Well, actually, Predators, Predator and Predator Two would have happened. Um, I, I think most and people. I'm pretty interested whenever we cover those <laughs> because it'll. I just don't understand the timeline on either of them. So here's the timeline. Other than that new Predator movie that came out, definitely happened before n- any of them. Yes. Right. Because uh, it was no. What? So so this is how it would be. This, oh. uh, from my memory, it would be. Um, you'd have oh oh the prey, prey movie. Prey, yeah. So yeah. you'd have prey. Then you'd have Predator. Predator two. Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator, Requiem. Where do those take place at? Earth. Really? Yeah. Then you Aliens ha- came to Earth before <laughs> Alien? Uh, yes, they did, uh, according to this series. I don't like that. Uh, I-, I think most people would not consider those okay. in the series. Okay. Uh, then you would have Predators. and They did the same thing as Alien. And Predator. They did Alien, Predator. Aliens, and they did Predator and Predator. Then they did yeah. Predators. Okay. Then you would have Prometheus, Alien Covenant, Alien, Alien 2, Alien 3, Alien 4. Okay. And that would be watching it in chronological order. Okay. Uh, the Predator and Predators might be switched. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I, I never saw the newest Predator movie besides Prey, which I did see. Anyway, um, all of that to say, so those movies, then you have, um, in 2006, you have Texas Chainsaw, The Beginning. In 2007, you have Hannibal Rising, an awful movie that we covered on this podcast. Wait, what are we talking about right now? Prequels. Oh, the okay. prequel craze. 2009, you got X-Men Origins. You got um, 2011, uh, You got Fast and Furious, which takes place before the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, but, okay, you're absolutely right, 100%, but Fast and Furious is so convoluted that yeah. it's like, yeah, of course, it's a prequel, but it doesn't feel like they were taking advantage of the prequel craze. No, they weren't. You know what I mean? It just is a and I actually messy think story writing. Retroactively, it's a prequel. I don't think it like is a prequel when you're watching it. If I remember right, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, and then like 2011, you have First Class, Hobbit in 2012, Prometheus 2012, Puss in Boots 2011, Paranormal Activity 2 2010. So I just feel like this. Oh, that's a prequel. Yeah, this moment in time is like prequel. Everything's got to be the prequel. We're gonna explain everything. Mm. Um. And this movie falls into that. Now, one of the huge problems with this movie is it's a story that they've told twice already in the series. Uh huh. And so I'm not saying that a that a you, you can know what's going to happen in a movie and st- still enjoy it. Otherwise, no one would ever watch any movies that are about history. Uh, but it is like 
But this is a, I don't, I think because it's fiction, there's no moving forward. Yeah. It feels like it's hardly moving forward. Snail's pace. Yeah. But, but I will give him credit in that, like, something like X-Men Origins is a weird movie because the whole movie they're trying to, like, it's like a puzzle piece where they're trying to, like, put together a puzzle so that it can make sense that this movie exists. I don't remember what happens in that one. It's like he gets paralyzed in the movie. He gets oh, like okay. they, they have their battle and like break up as friends. He begins the X Men team. So all these things happen, and it sets up like future movies. Did he get paralyzed in a lame way? I know we just watched these. Yeah, movies. he he curved a bullet and it paralyzed him. But then remember, he like uses his brain to like not be paralyzed. And then in the next movie, he's not paralyzed, but he has to like inject huh? himself with something, and then he gets paralyzed again. Huh? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then remember in Age of Apocalypse, he like loses his hair from thinking too hard. <laughs> not not because he has male pattern baldness. He just like uses too yeah, much. Yeah, they took hair one away power. from you guys. <laughs> I know. We needed that. Um but, but you know, like some prequels do that where it's like they're trying to fit in the puzzle pieces and yeah. it usually sucks. Yeah. Um and this movie actually doesn't do that. It's just they have to tell the one story, but it doesn't feel like they're like, oh, we're setting up Celine over here, we're setting up this over here, we're setting up this over here. I didn't feel like they did that in this movie. It's just a very boring, poorly written movie, which seems to be par for the course for these movies. Yep. Um, that's what I think. Okay. Want to hear more? Yeah. Why was Celine not in this movie? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you who, who made it first. Fine. So this is directed by Patrick Tatapaulus, Paulos, um who is a production designer, and this is his first and only movie. And he production designed Man of Steel, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Stuart Little, amongst many others. Oh! Uh, the screenplay is Danny McBride, not that one, uh, who we've talked about, Dirk Blackman and Howard McCain, who wrote this movie called Outlander. And is it like the book? No, Jordan. I'm going to tell you the plot of this movie because oh. I knew you would ask, and... I think that this explains why this part, partially why this movie is so bad. Listen to this plot. During the reign of the Vikings, Canaan, a man from a far-off world, crash lands on Earth, bringing with him an alien predator known as the Moorwin. Though both man and monster are seeking revenge for violence committed against them, Canaan leads the allegiance to kill the Moorwin by fusing his advanced technology with the Vikings' Iron Age weaponry. Nope. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Your sister probably loves it. <laughs> Um, and then we have the cinematography by, or we have the story by Len Wiseman and Danny McBride and then Robert Orr. And for Robert Orr, I just wrote, he did a bunch of BS. I didn't write any of it down. Okay. The cinematography is by Ross Emery, who did the show Raised by Wolves. He worked on camera and lighting effects in Matrix. Uh, and he also did the cinematography for The Wolverine. So we've talked about him. Uh, music is by Paul Haslinger. He returns from not scoring the second movie and scores the third movie as well as the first. The movie comes out January 23rd, 2009 on a $35 million and it makes a measly 45.8 in the U.S., but it makes 92 worldwide. I believe that's the worst of the franchise so far, but that's still fine. Hmm. That's a pretty low budget. Mm-hmm. So, um. So if you recall after so the, the actors like not get paid at all because that's a pretty low budget um, and and like the production seems pretty high. I mean, you know well, I mean? as you pointed out, they kind of just have one set. Yeah, mostly. no, they did just use set one set like the whole time. I mean, this looks like a thirty five million dollar budget yeah. movie to me, and they yeah. don't have like any huge stars in this. I mean, Michael Sheen is kind of big, but he's yeah. not like he's not like hey i need i need 10 million dollars you know what i mean like he's not that i don't even know if he is that now you know what i mean yeah um but after the first movie they were like okay we want three of these for sure no total and one of them will be a prequel a prequel of this no no no. this is like oh oh the underworld franchise you're talking about like this movie no 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 no. (laughs) and i can't take anymore (laughs) uh, in a june 2006 interview Len Wiseman said, quote, the third film is going to be a prequel. It will be the origin story, and we find out things we didn't know about Lucian. He'll have a much bigger part I in didn't it. learn anything new. It will be about the creation of the races and what started the war. It will be a period piece. The film will also focus for the first time through the Lycan's point of view. 
In terms of of the writing, a lot of the writing has been done. We've been developing Underworld 3 for a while. I won't be directing Underworld Rise of the Lycans. I'm just going to be producing and writing. And this movie opened number two at the box office. And you know what opened number one? What? Well, actually, I think it had already come out, but it was holding at number one. Is a movie starring the King of Queens himself as he's patrolling the mall. Oh, nice. <laughs> Paul Blart, mall cop, beats nice. Underworld Rise of the Lycans. Cool. Um, and that's, like, all the information there is on this movie. I saw, which I had told you earlier today, that, um, oh, what's her name? I guess this is my part. Um, Kate Beckinsale? No, Rana Mitra, who plays Sonya in this movie, originally auditioned for Celine in the first movie. Didn't get the part. Beckinsale uh-huh. did. Um, but I saw that when she was up for this movie, uh, casting directors, directors, whoever, producers, you know, were like, I don't know if she'll be right the right fit. She's too she's too similar to Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. And then someone's like, it dummy. That's the whole reason why Victor turned her turned uh Kate Beckinsale into a vampire is because she reminded him so much of his daughter. And then they were like, Wow, we would be an idiot not to cast her. So they casted that that's how she got the part. Yeah. Is that like the only information and then, you And learned? then I also saw it because uh, in the first movie when they show flashbacks of mm-hmm. her dying, obviously it's different actor, different s- shot yeah. and everything. And she's blonde. I, I think in like re-releases of that movie, they've put this, her death, this like this actress in that flashback. Oh, they have? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of cool, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I don't ever really like when they edit a movie, but... Like that. I yeah. like I like the theatrical releases. Yeah. You know? Um, but also, who cares? Yeah, I mean, there's probably like one person who got the DVD and recognized that. And they made the IMDb trivia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so this is like her number this? one thing is known for, Rana Mitra. Okay. Um, she's also in The Life of David Gale. Okay. Hmm. I'm acting like I knew what that is. I don't know what that Something is. Something with Kevin Spacey, so. Okay. No one's watching that anymore. Yeah. Um. Doomsday, Boston Legal, The Other Me. Boston Legal. Okay, that was big. Really, not much. Yeah. That's known. Okay. Did we cover Stephen McIntosh, who plays Tannis? Yeah, he was the Paul Bettany guy. We did. Guy. We did. Um, there's really, really no one new, unless yeah. you want to cover those two um, vampires that were on the council that like had some stuff to say. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Other than that, that's pretty much it. I yeah. cannot believe they got Bill Nye back. But I am starting to believe that they can. I'm starting to believe that his he's not as uh, austere as I thought he was. Yeah. Well, I think... I <laughs> Did think, you see the note I took on him? I, I haven't, but save it for when I read it, okay? Um, yeah, I, I think... I think that Nye... Maybe it's because the last movie we watched of his was Living. Yeah. Uh, which is came he's, out last he's year. He's great as Davy Jones. He yeah. is awesome. But but I think like that put him in our minds as like, oh, he's one of those like austere British actors. And it's like, oh no, he's Gary Oldman. But he has yeah. like a great uh, uh like toned down performance living. Yeah. You know, potentially. I, I I'm not super familiar with his career, but it's like, well, Pirates of the Caribbean, you gotta be pretty flamboyant, you know, which is good. Yeah. I, that's a insane performance. He's also in Harry that. Potter a little bit. He plays the Minister of Magic at some point. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and he, and he's great. I I love him. I I think he's like I would go as far as to say terrible in these movies. Oh, absolutely awful. Um, I I think so far the only good performance of all the movies is probably Marcus in the last movie, and and Michael Sheen. Even though I I don't really there's something about Michael Sheen. You I, don't think that Kate Beckinsale's good. I I think that she has not been given anything to do yet. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about her. I don't know any anything about her character. She has no character. Yeah. Uh Michael Sheen, I, I mean, they're actually the characters don't really have any personalities at all. No. Cuz even Michael Sheen his whole character is just like my my girlfriend died. That's kind of it. Yeah. Um I don't know. There's just nothing like humanizing about them. And and okay, well, they're, they're not humans, Micah. That's the catch. <laughs> well, so he, here's something I thought of while watching, or, or when this movie was over, I thought to myself, you know, I don't know if there's any fixing of this franchise, but here's what I'm going to pitch to you. I think that the vampires shouldn't exist in this world, 
and all the vampires should just be humans. Okay. Because they don't use... In, there's n- almost nothing vampiric in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know you're like, but there's a huge vampire in the second movie. But it's like the vampires shoot people with guns. They chop people with swords. And in this movie, the only thing vampiric about them is that they occasionally like drink blood out of goblets. Mm-hmm. And they're eternal. I know that that is kind of like a lot of stuff, but they don't like go out and have feedings. They don't... There's mm-hmm. There's nothing like... This is really making me like Twilight a lot, which I know I kind of rekindled my like for it when we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's some pretty bad ones in there, but this is really making me like that yeah. series. <laughs> but don't do you think it would be better if it was like, oh, this is just a medieval like human. He, these are like sure. humans in the in the Middle Ages and they have to fight werewolves. Yeah. And they're trying to subdue them. Yeah. So that was a big issue I had in the second movie where she's just used, like she's apparently like all powerful now because she drinks some guy's blood that like makes her more powerful and then she's just shooting the vampire. Yeah. That's so boring and lame. So, but in this movie, they kind of do the same thing with Michael Sheen, which I know, I know part of it is because we got Michael Sheen, so we got to show his face. Uh-huh. We can't, like, if we keep making him turn into a werewolf, why did we get Michael Sheen for this? Yeah. So we got to have him not be a werewolf most of the time, even when he's fighting and fight with swords. Yeah. Huge issue with that. Yeah. It's so lame. It is. And, and it's also, so like this movie, it, it, they keep on doing this thing. So, if you have not listened to our previous two episodes, I'm not going to rehash it, but there's the whole Corvinus thing. And so this movie, it starts out and it's like, hey, so there are werewolves and there are vampires. And guess what? The werewolves, uh, like, they can't really control themselves this time. They're really animalistic. But then there was born a werewolf that can and was, like, human. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You've explained this thing twice already, and now you're throwing another wrench that, like, well, there's ex- alternate well, werewolves? There's... I, that was something I, I read that's like there's two possibilities of, oh so it's not even why, clear that why people have to say there's two possibilities yeah, yeah let me let me find it it's just right here oh my gosh um, okay wait hold on hold on okay yeah okay. no cuts no cuts micah no cuts Tanya. uh nope okay okay no mention is made of lucian's father in the movie his mother is shown as a werewolf so there are two possibilities one lucian's father was another werewolf and lucian is simply a mutant or two, Lucian's mother was human but got bitten and turned into a werewolf while she was still pregnant, making Lucian half human and half wolf. Most viewers favor the second possibility, to which I would as well. <sighs> but they don't... I, I, people have to infer that. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. But, like, I'm fine with it, but but yeah, th- there's no mention of it. I, How do you feel about she, babies being shown naked in movies? Uh, I... I I haven't given it any thought. Yeah, I just... Maybe it's because I have a baby now. Yeah. But, like, it was just a naked baby. Oh, I think it was also a CGI naked baby, which was strange. Oh, I thought it was real. I, I think I think it was CGI, which is like, why even bother? Are you sure? That sounds weird. I, well, I remember, I was looking at letterbox reviews, and someone made a, made a comment about, like, imagine your first day, is, like, working on special effects, and you have to make this little baby mm-hmm. penis. That's so lame. That would suck. Oh, okay. I, I think it was. It looked weird. Um, maybe it was then i don't know what do you think i think it's weird yeah i don't think it's okay yeah i mean i i think it just kind of depends on the context i i think in a movie like this there's no need for it at all there's no need for it absolutely but, but it's like i guess there's like it's not a medical setting yeah you when know like i i i think i i feel like in uh isn't in godfather isn't there like a naked baby or I remember but i think in the witch there's a naked baby yeah. And she I, kills I, it. You know well, what? Well, she doesn't, you, know, you what? know, we don't see her kill the baby, but we know that she does. I'll say, yeah, I don't think we really need it. What what purpose does it help serve? I know. And and when is, like, what scenario, like, there's not a blanket around? I, I don't think we really need it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how necessary it is. Yeah. Having said that, though, there's plenty of Renaissance paintings with naked babies, and I don't think they need to be censored or anything like that, so. Well, I guess for me, it's not so much censorship. It's like that baby is a person. Right. Yeah, that's very different. They have like no choice in the matter. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, that's getting, that's getting into the weeds, I know. No, I, I think it's a fair point, though. It's like. I wouldn't want my baby right, to no. be a naked baby in a movie. I don't know. I wouldn't either. But I think this one was CG. Okay. I think. Um, 
But also, it's like, why? Either if it was CG or if it wasn't, and we're already talking about this too much, uh, I don't think that this movie demands that. <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, so this whole werewolf thing, the, this this is like the most convoluted world I've ever seen in fantasy. And here here's what doesn't make sense to me. Marcus became a werewolf. No. Or uh, William did. Yep. Right? Did was he able to change back and no, forth? That was the thing. Okay. So this is he Lucian's the first person that can turn can change in between. I just think that But I'm confused. I just think that's I'm dumb. confused to how it works because from my understanding in the first movie, werewolves can do it anytime they damn well. Anytime please. they want. Yeah. Let me just say. <laughs> and in this movie, when they're like all fighting, they're just people for a lot of it. Uh-huh. Why? Why would you fight as people when you can be a super like strong? Well, I think dog? they try to make a reference to well, to the and, moon, and then it but... seemed like it seemed like at a certain point, like Lucian wasn't turning into a werewolf or something, and then the, we saw the moon, and then he did, and it's like, so you need the moon for when in the first movie, though, you led me to believe that the yeah. moon doesn't mean anything other than um, the moon. It seemed like it was important for Scott Speedman, yeah, because he had been bitten. Like it more mattered about that. Here's here's what I think. William, first werewolf, and all the werewolves can turn into humans and turn into werewolves. That's your fix to me because this is so dumb and convoluted. Yeah. Because it's not like the vampires are like, you know, we can like we can daywalk sometimes. Well, that was my criticism can... of the second movie with Mark, uh, Marcus, because yeah. he's like this cool looking monster vampire, and then when he's not, he just gets to look like a normal bro. Why? Why? Why can't he just look freakish? Like because his brother can't change. Why? Do, why is he well, have then, the ability? And to? then in this movie, not sorry to cut you off, but like in this movie, it's like ran, inexplicably, uh, Victor just has like blue, bright blue eyes the whole movie. Well, they've done that in the last two movies, and it seems like that's when a vampire is like feeding or something. <sighs> Although that's never made clear, because sometimes Kate Beckinsale has blue eyes. I don't, and I feel like it's I, when I she's accessing vampire mode or something. And they have the stupid blood memories thing in this movie, too, which is just the worst thing. Why are we so hung up on the eyes with vampires? Because in Twilight, they do it, too. All of the colon's eyes are gold because they they drink animal blood. You know, they're not they're yeah. vegetarian vampires. Yeah. But the Voltaire all have red eyes because they drink human blood. Why? Why, why are we doing this? I, I don't know. They should just have normal eyes. Yeah. I, I don't. I just don't get it. No. I, I don't understand this world. And they keep just explaining to me the same event that happened over and over. And I am like, if the fourth movie, if they explain the Corvinus strain and they explain the Lycan War again, I'm going to lose my mind because this is out of hand mm -hmm. and, and somebody needs to put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be me this time. <laughs> I'm going to walk down to Screen Gems and say, you stop doing this and stop putting this movie into production. Leave it on TNT and don't ever let it get out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Capiche? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so the one I, thing we're I already kind of in the plot. The one I thing guess. I do find interesting in this movie is so the the werewolves are like the guard dogs of the vampires. So basically, the vampires got to jump on the werewolves early, especially because they couldn't change back into humans. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can utilize this. There are guard dogs during the day. Yeah. That's interesting. And then they're also... So this is what also made it sound like... Which they already established in the last... They did, in but the first movie, but... They kind of yeah. go a little bit further, I think, um, where they... So, like, when Michael Sheen grows up or something, he, like, creates some more werewolves. I feel like maybe they made him do it so that they can be like him. So yeah. they have, like, That's slaves, cool. like, building them stuff yeah. on their one tiny plot of land that they keep showing. <laughs> yeah, they keep building. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that stuff is interesting to me. You, you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember the worst movie ever made, X Men: Age of Apocalypse or X Men: Apocalypse? Uh, how it starts out and you're like, here's this crazy Egyptian god, like that's the bad guy, and it's like, whoa, that's crazy. He was like perceived as a god, but now he is. But he's a actually super a villain. mutant. Yeah, and all this stuff. And then they proceed to do like nothing with the history of his uh, character. No, 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 no. And too, and that's that's, that's what this feels like. It's like you got so much to mine, 
and you're you're just stuck on splitting hairs with like which type of werewolf people are. Yeah. And and you know what's happened? Okay, this is so I'm reading this book called The Passage, with which Jordan would highly recommend the series by Oh, one of the best series I've ever Justin read. Justin Cronin? Yeah. In my entire life. Made me cry. And it's it, so good. It's a, it's about vampires. It's like a vampire outbreak kind of thing. Kind of treats it as like an epic epidemic epidemic. Sci fi fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And um so I am now reading it, and after we finished the second movie, and after we finished the third movie, I was like, I'm going to go to bed and go read about vampires, because we just watched a movie about vampires, and I do not have my fill. And I have to like read it to like cleanse my palate uh-huh. each time we watch one of these movies, because no. Mm-hmm. No with no it's with enough. Uh, Lakeshore Entertainment, you're on notice. Screen Gems Entertainment, you are definitely on notice. Mm-hmm. Both of you... Watch your back. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're still companies, mm-hmm. but watch your back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie starts with a nice exposition dump. Yeah. And here's another thing I can't figure out. What is the timeline of this movie? Where does this movie take place? Medieval times. That's what they said, right? No, no. I'm talking about where is Celine in all this? I don't get it. Oh, okay. Well, she's definitely alive while this is happening because... Sonya has the necklace uh-huh. that Lucian has in the first movie. And then in the second movie, we find out that necklace is part of the key that unlocks William. Yes. And her dad made it, made the imprisonment, yeah. made the key. That's what I thought. So she is 100% alive, but she might be a kid. She might not but, be old enough yet. But here's what doesn't make any sense. The story of Celine is that her family is all killed. And she is turned into a vampire. Right? Not right away. Obviously, the, he had her dad, like, make this stuff. That takes time. So that's so. I guess that must be happening simultaneous to this, then. Because that would I'm mean that the dad is still alive. I'm imagining it's already been created, the prison, because she has that part of the key. But I'm thinking Celine is, like, maybe still a child. Although I do understand what you're saying. So... So when does he kill the family and then... It's, it, we don't know, and that's why they can pussyfoot around. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, Something also that they do here that I think they could they have just had more, her in the movie. But I know this is mean. I don't think the people are smart enough to write it. But at a certain point in the movie, you see humans giving um, money. Tribute. Well, yeah, like chests full of money yeah. to Victor and the coven. Um, and it's for his protection. Mm-hmm. their protection and people don't even know that they're vampires that's a little interesting too yeah um but then victor you know is greedy it's like i think we're gonna need half of your profits and the yeah. guy's freaking out and it's like this isn't right blah 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 and then they all get killed by the vampires and it's like i think you could have done more way yeah. way more with this yeah but no they just killed him there's no see this is the other thing that i i just can't I can't get connected to this series, and and this will sound. It's just there's no like human characters, no. and I'm not. It's not like I can't enjoy Toy Story because it's not about humans. But there's like humanness. There's like human emotion I can relate to mm-hmm. in those movies. Okay, for example, you're basically saying the people aren't making decisions that make sense to you. Therefore, how can you care about what they do? Yeah, but the series just doesn't do anything cool enough to justify the fact that there's no humans. Yeah. Toy Story plays with the fact that they're toys, so that's interesting. Yeah. This doesn't do any of that. Well, that, that's the, where the interesting thing, they didn't follow that thread, mm-hmm. where they did have humans in it, who sh- they sh- they showed us that they paid the vampires for protection. Oh, And then they right, just right, killed right. all the humans, uh-huh. because they were, freak- the guy was freaking out, he's like, there's something more going on here, what is this? And then they just slaughtered him. Yeah. I mean, this may as well exist in, like, on, like, Mars or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Divorce it from human history, I guess. Just put it in the AVP universe. Yeah, the AVP universe. Um, so we've hardly scratched the surface of the plot, mm-hmm. but I think we've done what we we've been doing with the series, where we talk about all our complaints and then we quickly fly through the plot. I was very relieved when they showed us that Lucian and Sonya are already together. Yeah, that was rather nice, than showing us how they love. got together. Because when they we started the movie and she came in on that horse and she was being like gruff to him, it's like we gotta watch him fall in love. Yeah, no, but no, they already were. Thank goodness. Um, and that's uh, and um, 
Paul Bettany knockoff. Yeah. Um, it saw them and knows their secret. Yeah. So basically they have, they have to like get, they have to appease him. So he wouldn't, t- they, they have to like figure out what they can do to get him to not say anything. And yeah, what that's kind wants, of farther in it though. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. They want, he wants a seat on the one council. person cares. And she's the only <laughs> one listening to this episode. <laughs> I hope her friends listen. Um, but he wants a seat on the council, uh-huh. so she has to help him get there, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I just saw your note that you made about Bill Nye. You said, I'm starting to hate Nye's performance in the wonderful movie that was living. That's how bad he is in this. Yeah, I stand by that. Um, Unfortunately. I mean, I stand by that feeling that this movie made, gave me. Yeah. There was also a point where it seemed like they were going to... And they, they kind of... If if they'd have leaned into this more, maybe it would be. No, it wouldn't be cool. It's a uh, this movie's kind of a, a story about Moses a little bit. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, because it's like he's he's inexplicably like born into this family. Uh, they let him like rule higher than than like he, his birthright. In charge of the the slave. Yeah, he's still like a slave, whereas Moses was not a slave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's a scene where they're like beating up the wolves, and he he like almost. I thought he was going to kill one of the guys, which would be like, okay. And then he's cast out and then like leads the people. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a Moses, uh, uh, parallel. Yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah. If it was more, it probably would be even more, uh, annoying. Uh huh. Cause they're like, this, this story is biblical, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. So, the Vampire Council wants to give vam- uh, Lycans more rights, but Nye's like, no. Now I'm wondering if he meant the humans. No, but he no, meant Lycans. No, right? they were talking about Lycans because he's like, let them out of the walls. K-K-K-K. Never. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And and uh, that's uh, the other thing. It's like this movie is trying to be about class as well, and trying to be about like uniting. Ra- you know, just like we said the the. The character who's also in this movie, uh, the guy who's one of the writers, I can't remember Gavreau his name. or something? Yeah, he, he was, he's a black man, if you haven't seen it, and he's, like, part of Underworld to him was writing a story about, like... The interracial couples. Interracial couples. And so this movie's also trying to, like, double down on that, but it's just not smart enough to, like, make any of these points. Yeah. And so it's a little, like, we're gonna talk about class a little bit, and you're like, but you're not, you're not giving me enough to work with here. Yeah. For this to be... And again, since there's no, like, humans, except for that one scene, it's like, what does it matter? The the thing is, is I feel like, you know, I didn't enjoy the first movie. Yeah. Let's throw that out. Yeah. I do think Michael Sheen was casted well for that role. Yeah. In that movie. In this movie, I don't think it works. He can't carry it. When he, like, busts out and gets Uh all of his friends out, and he's, like, leading this this resistance uh-huh. i'm just not buying it i i think and it's funny because while we were watching this movie i was like i think i just don't really like michael sheen and and i have no i have no like take on that i think it he just doesn't quite work for me and mm-hmm. I, I can't put my finger on it i think he's the only thing that works in this movie okay uh, the only I, thing yeah i'm more speak, speaking just like well yeah didn't work for me yeah I mean, none of this movie worked, but yeah, like he's the closest thing that that sure. works. Oh, I mean, I I do agree with that for sure. Um, and once again, this is like another Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Shakespeare did it better. <laughs> I think the guy knew what he was doing. Uh, Baz Luhrmann did it better. <laughs> uh, what's another story that did it? Steven Spielberg did it better with West Side Story, the original West Side Story, which I haven't seen. I'm sure did it better as well. Um, gosh. At the Shakespeare Festival, I saw I saw uh, um, it was a a production of it that was better as well. That was kind of cool because it was like uh, it was set in Spain, I believe. Um, and as you Jordan have pointed out, they should do people should bring back the biting your thumb as an insult. Uh, do you hear Jordan hitting the mic? Yeah, that's right, folks. Are you really keeping that in? Wait, say that in the mic. Are you really keeping that in? Oh, yeah. If, uh, guys, you just got totally pranked by Micah. Jordan was gone that whole time to go put the binky back <laughs> in Talia's mouth. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, we pranked you so hard, and I just talked about adaptions of Romeo and Juliet the whole time. 
But people should bring back the biting your thumb at people. That's a great insult. Yeah. Um. So then we go to the makeout rendezvous. Okay. Which is perhaps the most exciting sequence in this movie. Wow. I could. <laughs> and they, they make out. And I said, there's for sure. I think sure, they do more than make out, honey. Uh, well, it starts as making out. Okay. It escalates to sexual intercourse. <laughs> and um, I really thought that, there, I was like, there's for sure going to be nudity in this. For sure. Not no a nipple nudity. to be seen. But there was, he he was leaning over a cliff as they were having sex. So, and he was kind of like, oh, yeah, woohoo. <laughs> um, I'm so free. Yeah. Even though he's a prisoner. Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that beautiful? That's really um, interesting. And so that part happens. Uh, Lucian goes to help Sonya get the welcome crew. This was a sequence in the movie where there's like a, there's like a, a bunch of vampires and they're going to come in and then... She's like, I lead the crew. I am no man. And um, they have their Riders of Rohirrim costumes that they, they got from Peter Jackson on loan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's when um, Lucian's like, oh, you got to send more reinforcements. He's got a bad feeling Yeah. for it. And then as they're out there, they're ambushed by a ton of lichens. Another thing I didn't care for so much in the last movie, uh, they seem to be really proud of themselves when they ripped off the head of the werewolf. Uh-huh. And that was even in the trivia of this movie is that they reused it a couple times in this movie. That's how little trivia there is. <laughs> but also that... Like reused the shot? Reused the way that they killed him. Oh, the him. way. Okay, yeah. And I just didn't care for it. Yeah. I've I, seen it. And I don't... I I mean, again, it's like... I I, I guess... what it, What is the... Here, here's, here is my complaint with these movies. What is the purpose of adapting it as vampires and werewolves if you will not follow the rules that are classic to vampires and werewolves? What like like why did what is the point? Why isn't it just random beast monsters that have their own set of rules and then like a class of superhumans? Why is the series not I'm that? not even convinced they'd be superhumans. Well, whatever they, they can could jump. be. Sure. But but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like if if vampires don't die like the way that they're supposed to die, and if if wolves wolver, uh, 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 werewolves don't die the way they're supposed to die, then why did you even bother to adapt? Vampires them? really aren't as interesting if they're not dark and mysterious. Yeah, because that's kind of their thing. Is yeah, that they are dark and mysterious. I mean, that's Dracula, the book. Yeah, the story. That's Nosferatu. Yeah, and and that's since Edward Cullen. Yeah, it's like it's like their their thing is like you know what you know why we want to do vampires because of blood memories. Oh yeah, this new concept we made up that has nothing to do with vampires. I hated that in this movie when his, his daughter's lying to him, and he's like, "I didn't want to have to do this," and then he bites her, and that's the only vampire bite we see in I know, this movie. I know, and he bites her and gets her blood memories. And tisk, he's like, oh, "I saw you guys having sexual intercourse." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and also this is. Uh, this is going over the top, okay, on the series, but it is a little bit funny that seemingly all vampires were turned like right around here, and wolf, wolf, uh, werewolves were turned right around here, and like no new ones have been made after this because it's like Celine was made around this time, Victor was around this time, Marcus was around this time, William was around this time. I know earlier for them, mm-hmm. and then it's like, hey, the guy who wrote the story and was a werewolf in the first movie, he got turned around this time, and it's like, did you not turn any vampires in like two thousand and one? Did you have like no new people, or yeah. it's all just like centuries old people only? Well, I mean, at a certain point, they got to get a handle on their society. Yeah, so maybe they did. I don't know. It's just kind of that's that's very nitpicky. Yeah. But it's kind of like really the writer of the stories in this one. Like, why does he? Why can't he be like a a werewolf that they come across later? I don't know. Oh, I understand what you're saying. It's like everybody. That's the whole. That's the whole issue with prequels, though. Uh, yeah, that is a prequel problem. Yeah, where it's like, oh, Legolas is in this. That's exactly what I was thinking. And you're like, of. why? Yeah. Why would he be in this? You know. Um. So then, they're mad. Because Michael Sheen used a key that he made. Um, to open up the lock around his neck so he can become a werewolf and save everybody. And but, he does. Yeah. And they're like, you can't do that. Now, I want to point out that this is a story, and it's written by people who have gotten paid more than we have to ever do any project artistically ever. 
And their idea is, yeah, he made a key at some point. Well, he's a blacksmith. He he has a key. He's that's a blacksmith, their that's Micah. their big that's their big thought on he how he escapes. It. No, but he's a blacksmith. I I that, that's so dumb. That's so dumb to me. And also, I didn't pick up on he was a blacksmith. I didn't realize that because I was trying not I was trying to uh, not be too invested in this movie. No, I was trying to be invested for the podcast, but I do remember the first 20 minutes, Talia was kind of freaking out. Yeah. And I was trying to get her to fall asleep. So maybe I just missed that. Yeah. But it, it's, it couldn't be more If the convenient. movie was better, you probably wouldn't care as much. Yeah. Because it's just a tiny little footnote. And then later in, the, later in the movie, this is the classic thing with Bill Nye in these for some reason. They have him do like the worst looks ever. It's like, it's like they don't tell him that they're rolling. I know. But he he goes to Tannis later because they get all mixed up and and he goes, hey, so I think they got the key from you, and he's like, nope, there's one in the wood shop, there's one in the blacksmith area, come here, and then he checks it out and he's like, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's like what what I, it, why do, why even include this scene? I don't know. <laughs> like what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, anything on all those things I said? Or should we get right to the whipping? Let's just get to the whipping. So because of his, because of him making the key and freeing himself, they bring him back in his punishment as being whipped. Um, and then he's imprisoned. Uh-huh. And those other, and all these new slaves are in the prison and eventually they're all going to be bitten by werewolves. So they're like importing slaves to turn into werewolves so that they can be werewolf slaves. Yeah. For them, for the vampires. Yeah. Could have done more with that. Yeah. I don't know what, at this point, it's so bad. I don't want them to, I don't know. It's just, you just got to try and find the things that are like, oh, but what if you did this instead? Yeah. <sighs> and and why, why wouldn't they just enslave humans? That seems way easier than this whole werewolf thing. Well, the, then they wouldn't have a story. Well, it's like, okay, we have one werewolf and then he wants to break out the humans. And there's even more investment in like what he's doing. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like I don't get it. Um, but Sonya's gonna break him out. That's why she's gonna try and work with Tannis. I mean, also to get him to not say anything. But uh, he kind of helps them, busts them out. He gets all the werewolves out. There's a big action scene of them running and being shot up by giant wooden uh, stakes. Um, yeah, and uh, some of them make it out. Not all of them. So they have to come back. We'll come back for you. Yeah, Sunny reference. Um, and. They're, they get a weapon somehow. Yep. And they, and this is a, this is a th- it's just funny. This is not a true complaint because yeah. like any, mo- any movie would do this. But they like all suit up. Right. And it's like, but you're werewolves. What's the <laughs> I point? Know. But I, I, I know like this movie the logic. They, Why can't they just be monsters and not I werewolves? I don't know. Why? I, I, uh. But yeah, so they, they're going to come back for everyone and for Sonya. Uh, who ends up, he ends up needing, needing to save. Doesn't go well, of course. We That's the issue with prequels, is we know what the ending's going to be. Yeah. And so, I so in a way, that's almost like the mark of bad writing. If you're making, if it's like, oh, we should make this story, people are going to be interested in it. But it's all leading up to this one thing. And it's like, you actually needed to have an interesting story, though. Well, this it's is... It's not about her dying. It's yeah. about their love or something. This is exactly the the prequel problem with harry potter yeah where you're like you're like oh there was you know some war between dumbledore and um uh grindelwald yeah and it's like oh that could be an interesting story and then let's they make start, it as epic if not more than the most Voldemort. epic of the series yeah and then and then it's like okay we actually didn't have anything except for we're gonna have a weird deer that we sacrifice and then mads mickelson and dumbledore are gonna like point at the deer and the movie's kind of going to end. <laughs> what? And it doesn't have a lick to do with Newt. But boy, Dumbledore, he had so many secrets. He had so, and, and he had Grindelwald cute little so butt many on his crimes. Desk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, I mean, I feel a little bit bad because, yeah. you know, I, I always hate to just bash on a movie, but this is our, this is our film critic journalism integrity. We We can't just we can't just write a puff piece because it was voted on by patrons. We got to give you the truth. And 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 you know what, Rebecca, if you're getting real mad at us, just She'd know. probably stop listening. You can't because you requested this. Yeah. Uh, just know that 
almost all the people that listen to our podcast love Fast and Furious, and we proceeded to tear apart the series, and most of them laughed along with it. So it's not like you can't enjoy these movies, Rebecca. Someone yeah. has to. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm emphasizing one. <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> Keep the series alive. Keep the memory of the series alive. <laughs> um, yeah, Tannis, the key proof. There's a cave of lichens. Um, and then there's the blood memories. She, they, they sacrifice her. So this is another thing that I know, I know it's nitpicky. I know. Yeah. But. Well, the series is beating us down at this this point. Getting back into the confused by how the werewolves work. Yeah. Cause he's like chained to the floor. And I know he was in the first, in the flashback of the first movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't get why you can't, how that prevents them from turning into a werewolf. Yeah. And I know, I know. But when you're not enjoying a movie, you're trying to figure out like, oh, they could have done something different. Well, and and I'm sure there's like underworld Wikipedia that like shows us wiki, Wikipedia. You think that, this, people like this series enough? There, to have there's that? a fandom page on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And, and I'm sure you'd find the reason why that works. Like but it's, it's like sil- he's manacled by silver. But this is the I don't think that would work. This is the rise of Skywalker problem. It's like you can't make it so that a movie doesn't make sense unless you've read like extra stuff. Yeah. The movie has to make sense within its own. Yeah. So that's why I just don't get why like they're left alone in the chamber where she's going to be executed, which I know it's because sunlight will be let in, so no vampires can yeah. be in there. Okay. But he really can't like turn into the super human, the, the super strong va- uh, werewolf that he can and like bust out of the chains and well, save her. Yeah, it's got to be silver. It's got to be silver. But, but I then, don't, I think that's a vampire thing that they can't touch silver. No, but you I can, don't think you that's can a, kill a werewolf by shooting it with silver. But if it touches their skin, well, well, it, I, I think that's, that's fair to assume that, that it would, it like it would hinder them. Um, but I, again, I don't think the since the movie's so willy nilly about what a monster can and can't do, I, I don't know what rules they are adhering to or not. Are you looking it up right yeah. now? Okay, here she goes. She has loaded up Google.com. She has. <laughs> this is a question up. on Quora. Okay. Can a werewolf use silverware? Prim and proper. If the werewolf <laughs> exists due to a demonic curse slash ritual, call it. For, okay, no. They can't touch it at all. Okay. Okay. Just touching silver causes one level of aggravated damage per... Oh, that's like... D&D. D&D. <laughs> um, well, then I think it's pretty safe to assume they can't touch silver. If that's like... Yeah, they're burnt, burned by... So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. So, I mean, that would make sense that, like, if you had a collar of silver, it would, it would prevent you from turning. Yeah. Also, it was, like, spikes, though, so it would have, like... Yeah. Killed him, killed him. But, but yeah, so I, I'm fine with that. But, but again, I mean, this is... So a, I guess I just have to assume that. Wait, okay, but here's another so nitpicky. No yeah. one's listening anymore. It's just you and me talking. So let's just dig into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's being whipped originally, they, they, they make a point to show us that at the end of the whip, there's like silver hooks. They make a point. They do, yes. And by this point of the movie, when we get to this execution scene, he's just straight up chained. Yeah. They don't make a point to show us like that could just be iron. That's not silver. That's different. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? And I know that is the most annoying thing that could yeah. be said on this podcast right now. But I have to admit I I looked at an email and I I missed your point. It's fine. I don't really care about I, it anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, that that's a that's such a that was such a bad move on my part. Yeah. I apologize. Um do you do you forgive me? I guess. But you're just saying why point it out, basically yeah. the silver. If, if and it, don't point it out later when he's chained. Yeah, I mean, we we could have written a much better movie right now. First draft. Anyway, son comes in, she dies. Yeah. <sighs> and then and then there's a fight between Lucian and Victor, and everyone else. But yeah. But specifically, so they he, fight. He yeah. like stabs a sword through Victor's head. Yeah. And it's just so silly. It's like, why do that at all? He's not going to die. And he doesn't. Yeah. But it's just like, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we like giving him a more like a fatal wound? That's not fatal. 
Well, and here's what I, why I'm confused. So, okay, he doesn't die from this. He can regenerate. He's a vampire, whatever. But he dies from basically the same thing in Underworld. He gets his head sliced off. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is like the same vital part being ruined. And then I'm confused. So how come it doesn't kill him this time, but it kills him the next time? It's basically the same wound. One's a slice, one's a stab. Good question. Can't answer it. <laughs> um, and the thing with having the Tannis character at the end, like entombing the, the dudes. Yeah. Including Victor at the end. That is confusing me too, because it's like, when's this guy exiled? That Victor exiled him. How could he exile him if he's putting him in that sarcophagus? And then I did read that like Craven oh, yeah. had a role. In this ser- in this movie, uh-huh. which I think would have made sense, uh huh, and he could have been the one to do this, yeah. But for you know, for a million reasons, they didn't use the character. So this Tannis guy has to carry way too much. Oh yeah, I did like that idea though that he's that he's carrying around the coffins and it's no, like the vampires got to start not what, over. That's not what I'm confused by. Yeah. It's simply the character the that does yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. I didn't didn't put that together. And then it's so hilarious because this movie ends with like a reveal of Celine at the end. With the Craven dialogue from the first movie when he's telling her like her whole life has been a lie. And it looks like... Is that the most... Is that the weirdest choice in this movie? Yeah. That was so weird. And it it just shows her like on the balcony from the first movie. Yeah. And and, and it's like... It's presented... This is how it's presented as a viewer. It's presented like... See, look, that's the connection between them. Sonia looks like her, and that's that's the connection. That's Underworld. And it's like, yeah, we knew that in the first movie. They're, like, so obsessed with, like, reiterating information. I, I don't get it. Me neither. Um, gosh. I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to make it through the next two. The next one, I'm pretty sure, is the lowest rated out of all of them. That's fine. I don't care. This one, I d- didn't get how the Metascore was not in the red on this movie. It wasn't? No, I thought they were like all in the, the yellow. Red. It was yellow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. Bring it on. This one was my least favorite by a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it can get worse. I really... <sighs> I, 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 would, I would hold your tongue on that, Jordan. I know, I know. What's the... The next one has uh, Celine back and stuff, though, right? Yeah. Uh, Underworld, Awakening. Okay. And then Underworld, Blood Wars. And then we're done. Okay. So, um, it's the month of October, I think. Um, actually, it might be November now. Let me look at let me look at the calendar because it's time to plug. It's time to plug our stuff. So, uh, Patreon, Patreon, Underworld, Underworld. Oh, it's November. So next week, no, no, no. We already did it. Uh, so. Two days ago, we released on Patreon our Patreon episode on Ghost Rider. Uh, we're covering the Ghost Rider series. Room, room. And then the day before that, we released uh, our Halloween episode on David Fincher's uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Nice. Uh, because that is our, on Halloween, we do a series that never became a series that was supposed to be a series. So we're doing and that. And you're probably like, what? But that movie's not bad. Exactly. We're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. We decided this year to not give ourselves too hard of one. The snowman kind of killed us. Oh, so. I know, I know, I know. Um, and then, yeah, next week. So we're, we're watching the good version of that. Yeah. that. Well, I know snowman just felt like it was knocking off the, yeah, anyway. Right. So next week we'll be doing Underworld. And then um, if you've made it this far, the next like six weeks, I believe, we will be catching up all the movies. Um, we'll be doing a... Hunger Games and the DC movies we missed and and oh wait no and Aquaman and Insidious and yeah. I think that catches us up with all the series that came out when we were on maternity paternity leave maternity leave well maternity for you paternity for me ah um yeah and then and then we'll have a new series after that so um going to be fun and thanks for listening join Patreon to get that extra episode and get us to 50 patrons Please. Uh, I almost said amen, uh, but (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.